Dear Shooter, Despite broken planes, lack of taxis, and hordes of people, we managed to finally make it to SHOT Show. As always, there were plenty of new guns, new old guns, and gizmos. The blue reticle was very popular. And of course, there was the, why the hell did you make that, and what were you thinking? It's not about protecting the stupid, it's just, it is what it is. I don't know if you know this, but I'm a self-identifying llama. <laughs> and it, it's, it's because I oh. have a quick temper and I like to spit. You are not safe, and you are not sacred, and you're both liars. We're talking about firearms, y'all. I keep it clean. <laughs> I can hide one under there. One what? I don't want to know. I look like I got ran over by a paint truck on the way to Sherman Williams, and then backed over by the short bus. You know, let's talk about the modern trends and transsexual transitions. <laughs> Welcome to the Deer Shooter Podcast. Deer Shooter is brought to you by WyoTech, empowerment through self-reliance, and by Lucid Optics, on target, under budget. Happy Thursday, and I'm not going to lie, I, I'm, I'm still really happy with the new intro. Oh, I like it. It actually captured last year pretty well it, <laughs> the chaos that ensued i think your intro needs to be two hours long though because there was way more than that last year oh my god if we ever if i ever did a cut of just all of the crazy things that have been said on this podcast it, it would be three hours it'd be a good listen though oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. so before we jump into it um i forgot to mention this last week but happy birthday y'all Oh, your shooter's right. a year old. I raised my glass. So, yeah, got to got to raise your glass to that one. Um, we managed to stick to it and make it go with us for a year. And and, and I got to admit, this is this is a passion project. It's definitely a fun. Yep. But it, in that, I I I still I got to thank the the listeners for keeping us going, keeping us motivated, and we got to thank our sponsors for for keeping us afloat. Afloat, barely. I mean, we're treading water. Afloat. He must have brought his arm floaties. <laughs> Did. <laughs> Our sponsor's a bourbon maker. It's right. I'd like to float in bourbon. Could you? Is it is the density right? I figured out. <laughs> <laughs> so, shot show. We 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 managed to survive another one, and and I would say that. I, I would give a generous shout-out to Emergency on this one because, oh, my God. Before and after. Yeah. Um, I, I started a week out with that stuff, and, and I still got kind of a sniffle. I really didn't come back with anything. Did you? I succeeded. Nothing? Nothing. She didn't touch anybody, though. I hate you both. Jamie's sick. Really? I mean, she's down. She slept all of today. You know, I maybe it was because I just I, I I really didn't party it up this year. Well, I didn't figure I did either, but damn, all right. I mean, we had one late night. Yeah, late, late, late. I would classify that more as early morning. Thank uh, you, Ton Jones. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Mike Desargo had something to do with that too. 
He did extend the evening. Let, let's give credit where credit's due. Yeah, but that was probably the fanciest clothes I think I've seen him in, so we had to let him wear them for a little while. Right, right. Um, it, we ended up going to a party with Colander. You missed out on that. I did miss um, out on that one. Where was that? It was the Hogs and Heifers Bar over by Fremont Street. Did they hand out tetanus shots? They should have. Um, that was a little crazy. Uh, Brandy and I, I think we lasted, what, two hours? Well, you lasted two hours. I was stepping on your feet. Fair enough. Well, you, there was nowhere else to step. I mean, they had us crammed into like a 20 by 20 space, and there were 60 of us. Now, is this the place where you go in and you fill up a certain amount of the bar and they hang a chain? And then when there's more people, they move the chain. Yeah. The goal with the party is to take over the bar. Yeah, well, they never gave us the first down, goddammit. <laughs> By 10, we didn't have the first down. Yeah. And you couldn't get to the bar to get another drink. So no. now you're not drinking and you're standing arm to arm next to other people who have been to the show all day. The smell was fabulous. Uh-huh. Cigar smokers, there was probably a hundred of them behind that chain. Well, it is a Colander event. All right. It was. You couldn't see through the cloud. You'd had, you had to go to the bathroom, which was graffitied quite nicely. Yes, but it had fresh air, and it was cool in there. Yeah. Wait, you went to the shitter to get fresh air? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now, that's a party. That, yeah, that's a bar. Um, on any given day, I probably wouldn't walk in there, but it... Under the circumstances, I guess it was kind of a cool place. All right. All right. I, would, I mean, I've heard rumors about it, but I've never been. You should have. Right. You should have. You would have had to make it there before 10, though, because we were out. Yeah, that wasn't <laughs> happening for me. Yeah. No. So uh, walking the show, I mean, we, we United tried everything they could to keep us from going to Vegas. Um, we were stuck in Denver for an extra, what, two hours, almost three well, they put us on a plane and made us get back off a plane, and they yeah. gave us a new plane. <laughs> and I was surprised they found the new plane so quickly. Was that one that was broken yesterday and today's pilot didn't mind? Probably. I'm not sure what the deal was, but when we sat in that plane, the second one, for 45 minutes before we taxied, I was a little worried. I thought we were getting off again. Yeah. I would have laughed. Oh, yeah. You need to just shut up because everything, you just, you would start spewing and it would come true. She had that effect on it with Murphy. That's it's a right. gift. Yeah, stop that. So we we did finally make it to the show. We were three hours late. Um, so it was a mad scramble when we hit the ground. It wasn't awfully bad. I I budgeted some time to be able to not panic on my way in, and the airlines took all that time, so I ended up panicking on my, on my way in anyway. But we got it done. You should know better at Chacho. It's true. Just, it's just a panic. Now, I mean, this is the first time nice. in a very long time that I did an exhibit. Right. So the experience was wildly different for me this year than it was in past years. Yes. In past years, I'd have been there Saturday night, previous right. setting up. Right, right. So. Now, getting badges was, like, stupid easy. Yeah, the airport thing's the way to do it. They had a kiosk there, um, three folks sitting at a folding table with some printers. It worked really, really well. It did it work well because we were late on Tuesday and the show was already open, so we were the only poor losers that didn't have our badge. That right. might have been the case. <laughs> now, to be fair, you and I walked in the front door, I think it was Thursday, and somebody was getting a badge. Yeah, you're a little late. What a waste. Those badges are not cheap. 
And they're getting badges on a Thursday about 10 a.m. They are not cheap. And I have to hand it to the NSSF. They they make you jump through a lot of hoops to prove your credentials before they just hand you an admission. Right. And sometimes um, maybe a little too hard. I, I agreed. I, I, I think that a little bit more openness to the show would be beneficial. To an extent. I mean, it is supposed to be a business-to-business dealer show. Um, it is, but I think that there there's a lot of people there that really probably shouldn't be. Well, they didn't used to be. So I've been going long enough to remember that the promise that the folks that organized SHOT Show made to the industry, that this was going to be a shooting sports show. And in that same year, they they kicked out a whole sections of folks that technically don't belong in a shooting industry show. Jewelry makers, hats, T-shirts, swag guys, um, outfitters and guides. That's a gray area for me. But they they removed a lot of folks, um, you know, the gold mining guys and things like that. Right. Um, this was the first year I've, I've seen um, those folks all back with a vengeance. Um, the basement seemed to be more flea market than it was oh, show. On. You know, in, in corner of the 4700s or whatever it was. I could get a coffee pot. You could get a coffee pot. It was kind of like Walmart special. And next door, you get gear to pan gold. Yeah. That has nothing to do with the shooting no, sports. No, agreed. And, and and I'm with you. I think the outfitters especially are kind of a gray area for me because it is SHOT. It's it's an acronym. Shooting, hunting, and outdoor trade show. That's right. But the hunting and outfitting guides, they have their own shows, and several of them. They do. Um, so it's a gray area for me. Um I'm just a little worried about the direction that they're taking it in the wake of people not signing up for the show like they used to. No, and, and that's what I'm wondering. Are they letting those folks back in to fill the space? Of course they are. Absolutely. It's about the dollar. Right. Now, we saw, like, the three major things at SHOT Show, right? Lever action. 2011-style pistol. Gaudy dresses made out of brass. Oh, God. That was cool. That had to have been heavy shit. <laughs> well, and the artist that was making that stuff, she was on site, you know, signing autographs and taking orders for garments. Yep. She was wearing some of it. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And and the if I understood this correctly, I just kind of heard this in a side conversation while we were waiting for your AK guy. Um, and, of course, we saw the gold AK. Got to yes. have that. Yep. Um, but she would take an order where you would go and shoot, and she would take your spent brass and, and make, you know, a dress, a corset, I mean, all kinds of stuff. Well, you know, as you do. <laughs> Is, really? <laughs> I don't do that. That's not what your closet says. Really? <laughs> when was the last time you took a peek in my closet? I can't say. My lawyer's not present. <laughs> okay. Note to self, lock the doors. <laughs> our closet doesn't have a door our bedroom does <laughs> so uh, i saw something kind of cool um now i think it's a product that needs a little bit more development but it was a uh, it was a company called hammer targets uh-huh. they're out of idaho yep um and i i actually intend to go and pay them a visit when i'm doing my my circle through the southwest um they had a target 
and it was a cowbell. Yeah. And this thing was cool. You saw it. I need it. We're in Wyoming. We need cowbells. We do. I bet that thing is loud. Oh, yeah. And they... They come in several sizes, too. They do. And they said that they have a video out, um, and it's shoot more cowbell. Does Christopher Walken narrate it? He's got to. That we got to figure epic. this out. Got to figure this out. But th- really cool. I their, their stands, I think, need a little bit more development. I talked to him a little bit about that. Um, just kind of from the perspective of how we use targets and the, and the way we set up ranges. Um, and They didn't seem super stable. No, that, w- that was kind of my concern. Cause Even I, on the SHOT Show floor, on cement... When you hung that cowbell, it it had a wobble to it. And I'm like, now someone shoots it with like a 375, and the whole thing just flies. Mm-hmm. Well, a target that would hold up the 375, built like a cowbell, would have some mass to it. It'd be heavy. Well, it's, it's, really, it's the stand. Yeah, the stand is really thin, probably, what, inch and a half tubing? No, it's like half inch uh, round bar. And my then it goes down to like four little legs like a tripod. My students would shoot that in half. Yep, and they said that this happened. Um, so, talk to them a little bit about that. And and fortunately, they were very receptive to the feedback. Good, um, good. And it was just, it, and you know, I tried to tell them. It's like, look, I'm I'm not criticizing your product. I'm just telling you this is how we use it. Well, you were talking to the strategist. I was. I was on her name tag, was, so yeah, that's Chief the person you talked to. Yeah, but. Uh, no, and and she even said they're they're early development on things and they're they're learning, but they'll I, get it. I, I'm 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 kind of expecting some really cool things from these guys in the future. So did you order a cowbell? Uh, I didn't order on the spot, but I do plan to pick one up when I go through. Okay, good. Uh, we will get a cowbell. Got to have a reason sh- to tour the site, you know. What yeah, I mean? and I want to shoot one. So I do yeah. too. I absolutely do. Um, checked out some really cool shotguns. From SDS Imports. Oh yeah, yeah. They're they're TAC M2. All right. It is cool. Um, Benelli M4 clone. Okay, so the the pump action or the auto version. This is the auto. All right. And you can get either gas or uh, direct impingement. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. And so handle the the heavies as well as the lights. Yes. Because some gas systems don't. Yep. It, it'll take them both. Um, their suggestion, especially for our usage, which is going to be more in the self-defense round, running, uh, you know, we're going to be running slugs and buckshot. They are thinking the gas system is going to be the way to go. Runs more reliably. Okay. Yep. Reliable's the key. Exactly. Um, we missed our shot to take a new picture this year. We were going to do a new picture for the Deer Shooter podcast. We were going to get it with the platypus. The angry platypus. He, he looked angry. angry. Or the Jacks guy. Well, you'd be angry, too. It was hot in that basement, and he was in a fur suit. Yeah, that, that would make you grumpy. He took his helmet off for a little bit, and honestly, I didn't see much of a difference. So, Damn. I don't even know what to say to that. I mean, the platypus is not a good-looking human. It's just not. <laughs> not a good-looking human. Um, so anything that you saw there that you're actually going to go put money down on? There's a couple things that I will be putting money down on. I am, 
I ran across uh, one of my suppliers has a uh, a spotting scope that has dual eye uh, eyepiece. I saw um, this thing. It's an intricate web of prisms and lenses to make it work. Um, but sat behind it for a little while at their booth and zero eye fatigue mm-hmm. over 60 times magnification. Edge to edge clarity was phenomenal. Um, just for my own personal range use, I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it'll make a, into a product line for Lucid, but um, the concept's interesting. Um, from an observation standpoint of long time behind glass, um, I can see it having some advantages. There's a handful of, well, this was the year of lever gun, right? Um, and I got to tell you, Henry got it right. Their mag-fed lever gun that opens up the door to short-action cartridges. Yes. Um, I thought that was pretty interesting, um, regardless of the pointy nature of their projectile, right? <laughs> Which has been the limitation for stick-fed right. um, or you know, tube-fed magazine guns for a long time. And then the 2011 rise of that 1911-style pistol, it's a double stack. Everything from 22s through 10 millimeter. Um, there must have been a patent run out or something, but everybody was racing to knock off the staccato, and it's a race to the bottom. Oh I saw God. those things from $4,000. Everybody $4, had one. Yeah. Everybody. People who don't even make pistols yep. have one. Yeah. I noticed that. And, and it, it'll be a race to the bottom and a price point. Right. I saw them as low as 400 bucks. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know that that one's going to run very long, but <laughs> uh, for $400, it's a, do you care? Right. But the, everything in the middle, I mean, I will probably own a couple from the Live Free Armory guys. Their compact version of it, it's kind of nice. It was cool. I, I did get to ch- check that out. That was their Apollo. Yeah. 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 That was cool. And outside that, um, there's a lot of lipstick on a pig going on. Yeah. You got guys that uh, have been doing pistols for a long, long time, introduce a new caliber. They call it a new gun. I, I don't necessarily subscribe to that. Um, no, but it's all 30 super carry now. It's new caliber, though. I mean, it's not a new gun. Right. It's still an MMP shield. Right. Or an Infinity Arms, or you name the brand today, it's just a different chambering, right? And while I get I, there's the engineering that goes into managing the different calibers, I totally get it. But it's not necessarily new from a consumer perspective. Now, Tacrig came out with a real slick product. Now, they're, they've got a belt, and it works as a belly band to put their holster on. Make me look slimmer? Uh, well. Only if you don't wear pants. Yeah, don't wear pants. Well, Pecos was trying that. I think he got bigger. It was cold in the basement. Well, yeah, we're not talking about shrinkage. <laughs> <laughs> I was. But, but you know, I, I, I asked him, I, you, you, are, is Vidity doing okay? Because, I mean, you're Mind stripping your business, in Vegas. 20 bucks is 20 bucks. <laughs> So they didn't tell me. They go, go back there and check out Rob's new holster. (laughs) So I go back there. He has no pants on. I'm looking at him. I look up at him. Everyone's laughing at me, and I'm like, Rob, I didn't realize it was so small. Well, it is cold in the basement. Well, it's a thin gun, That's what he said. It's a thin gun. Not helping. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And somebody set him up to send you back there. Maybe. That would be ass wipe right there <laughs> you're welcome I, you couldn't miss that you would have been mad at me if you'd have missed that 
I really don't think I would have been mad at you to miss Rob without pants. The funny thing is, though, anybody that knows Rob walked up to him and they're like, oh, you're running around with no pants. Is it three in the morning yet? This is true. This is just not necessarily out of character there, for there, 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 But there's a window. Right, right. <laughs> the, the rules have gotten really lax at Chaw Show because, like we said, we had the platypus boy. All these things with before you couldn't cover your face. Yeah. Well, now you don't have to wear pants either. So all the nice clothes I packed, total waste. Well, so I, I remember back in the day when they got upset at Iron Man because he had a full face enclosure type of thing. And then the next year you had to wear a mask. Yep. As, which is it? <laughs> and now they just don't care at all. Apparently. So so next year's SHOT Show wardrobe is going to look like Walmart? It was headed that way already. Yeah, yeah, actually. Remember the chick in the pink sweatsuit? Oh, God. Oh, oh. The the Hafford pants lady. Oh, my God. The the gal the that killed a cheetah who had swallowed eaten, a camel. Eaten, swallowed a camel. You could tell because and the toe was right there. She was of the age to be a cougar. <laughs> oh, I missed that, thankfully. We did we did run across Viking guy, though. The dude with the cape with the patches? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, full out looked like Thor um, it, from I'm from sorry, the last one wait. where he had the fat suit. Thor is way more attractive than no, this the No, the, the last movie where he had the fat suit. Well, and I also got to say, from perspective, I was taller than this dude. <laughs> but you didn't have the full length cape that everybody was slapping patches on. No, I'm just on. saying, if, if I'm on. taller than Thor, there's a fucking problem, right? He was fun sized, comic book sized. He was comic book size. But ingenious idea if you're a patch hound. Yes. Except you had to leave it with him. Okay. That's the whole point. You well, just walk thing. by and slap one on. He wants you to slap your patch on as he walks around. Huh. Thief. So he's like a walking billboard, I guess. I got That's you. It's cleverly a magnetic design to steal your patch. Hey, I got you a bunch of patches. You did? I handed you everything I got. Oh, I must have blocked that out of memory. I thought you like handed me two. Oh, I thought I handed you like six or seven. Oof. Maybe. You better check your bag. Did they fall out because of the hole? No. <laughs> no, but I almost did break that bag. You, it, yeah. it was hanging in by just a seam. <laughs> that it was poor not thing. Good. <laughs> That's what, 10 shot shows for that thing? Yeah. It, yeah, it's a decade old. Yeah. I think it's time to lay it to rest. <sighs> I like that bag. We go way back. You know, I bet you, you know, knowing Mountain Hardware's reputation, I'll bet you send it back to them. They'd take care of you. Nobody there remembers making that bag. That's okay. They'll still take <laughs> care of you. They'd probably give you a new one so they could put that in a museum somewhere. Because <laughs> it's been to, <laughs> geez, that thing's been to Africa and China and Japan and Mexico, and it's been... All the way around the U.S. I've taken that bag everywhere. Yeah, you have. So uh, maybe before we get into the next, let, let's let's take care of our sponsors real quick, and we'll come back Great to idea. some serious stuff. The Tenth Mountain Whiskey and Spirit Company, based in Vail, Colorado, high up in the Rocky Mountains. Tenth Mountain is a tribute company to the legendary Tenth Mountain Division maker of fine spirits, including bourbon, rye, and vodka, as well as being a generous supporter of the shooting sports and veterans charities. Support those that support us, and to make it easier, 10th Mountain is offering our listeners a discount. Just enter Deer Shooter at checkout for 10% off. 10th Mountain Whiskey and Spirits Company, 
whiskey worth fighting for. And I'm sitting here with my 10th Mountain Rye, just enjoying the hell out of it after the Monday after SHOT Show, doing the post-mortem. And I got to say thank you. You got a bottle of the single malt out for me. I did. I did. I did. So. Go back to the ridiculous stuff. We didn't hit them all. Oh, God. What's left? Well, okay. Where do, we, where do I start? Magnetic yes. Magnetic safety glasses. Yes. Right, you found these. Ridiculous stuff. I'll stop you for a second. I ran into Michael Bain in the hallway. Now that's ridiculous. No, no, no. <laughs> He was ahead of schedule. He was early for a meeting. That doesn't happen. Ridiculous stuff. <laughs> I re well, oh, all right. So when I ran into him, because I had a meeting with him, he went to the wrong booth. <laughs> That's why he was early. <laughs> that does not surprise me at all. It, he was early because he didn't have an appointment. Right. Uh, well, and, and to be fair... It, this was this was a company that had two booths, and I don't know why people do that. Um, but and and fortunately, the booth that he went to is like just down the next aisle. So it was. It, but I go I I see him and I'm like, oh hey, you know, we're meeting up at this place, and and we start walking down. I'm like, but the booth is that way. <laughs> so you overshot it, and he was at the wrong one. Yeah. Funny. Well, I didn't overshoot it. I saw him and started following him. But, of course, he was so laser-focused, he didn't even realize I was beside him. Yeah, I scared the crap out of him when I saw him because he didn't see me either. <laughs> well, I'm, like, short, and I'm out of his peripheral, but damn. <laughs> so so you, you had products that you found ridiculous. Uh, well, I, I actually didn't get a chance to look at this. This is all brandy here. I didn't really go up and touch and play with it, mostly because it looked fragile, but so these... The earpieces to your glasses, they magnetically attach to your ear protection. So funny story about that is all my ear protection's plastic. But besides that, the lady that tried them on took two fingers and gently pulled them off. I'd lose my shit on a daily basis. Right. Every time you fired, the recoil would bounce them off. You catch hmm. brass in the face, it's probably going to knock them off. So well, interesting concept, but bad execution. Well, I, not they spent money for this booth. That is their only product. And uh, if you can get somebody to get bought into the concept, what they're doing is they're forcing you to buy their ear pro too. the 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 biggest problem I see with that is everybody is trending more and more to in ear, not over the ear. Well, there's a little thing called science. And while the in-ear stuff does a good job of keeping sound from making your ears ring, the out-ear stuff actually protects. There, there's bones outside your ear attached to your skull. Oh, agreed. And they will transmit sound and cause hearing damage just as bad as if you had an open eardrum. Yeah, but, you know, we're all deaf. There are times that I've worn both earplugs and. Sure. Because well, the, your, it was bad. Your muffs weren't quite enough for the gun being fired. Well, and we you, totally get it. You wanted pictures of a freaking... 50 BMG, you know, I mean, well, make your teeth rattle. And it puts you in a weird spot out into the muzzle blast. So yeah. totally get it. Double up. Anybody that's been on a range with heavy hitting guns, they know what you're talking about. But EarPro that's just in the ear or a digital version thereof, a sound-canceling one, I worry about the actual effectiveness of it. 
There's a big recall on that stuff for the military right now. Well, the problem yeah, is... Yeah, but the, those are the 3M ones. They, they're they not much better than foamies. Fair enough. I but can't... in the ear. I can't shoot my rifle with over the ear because of my cheek weld. Oh, yeah. My ears and my chin are really close together for some reason. I either have big ears or a small chin. I'm not sure. Kind of pixie-like? Yeah. Well, you know... She's a short girl. She just like she's so angry. She refused to grow. Fair enough. <laughs> no, I've, I've, I've watched you do that. And if you do break the seal on some muffs, they don't do you any good either. No. So, I I will say um, I'm transitioning. Um, I've I've always been a fan of walkers, and I have my issues with them. Won't get into it. But I've I've had their over the ear for years now. Probably five six years. I've been running them. Well, in the last year, I started running their silencers, which is an in-ear. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, I think those silencers work better. See, I've been really happy with them. I'm an old-school Howard Light guy. Um, the muffs are good. The electronic muffs are great. And their foamies are really good. If you have to double up, and they have a, there's a crackling noise as that foam expands, so you know when it's stopped. Right. Now, I just I like my Howard Lights. No, Has I, anybody ever tried the axles? I've been looking at those. I have been, and I just I haven't been able to justify it because I've got plenty. Right. But, it's, again, it's an in-the-year mm-hmm. electronic. Mm-hmm. I would like to do that. And, honestly, I'm not around anymore for the big calibers. I have learned through my photography years that you make them look like they're shooting, take the picture, and you exit. Yep. So yep. I'm I'm interested in checking out the axle stuff. And. I will at some point get fitted for some customs, but we weren't measured last year at Shot Show. We were, we tried and, and submitted all the information, and we heard nothing. And I don't know if it was just a personnel failure or a company-wide thing. But I don't know, and it wasn't just us. I don't think because I passed by their booth this year, and they had all the employees they had last year. Not a single person was in their booth. Nobody they was were talking. Busy to them. last year. Yeah. This year it was crickets in their booth, and there was a lot of people there. There were, and okay. and one of the gals in the booth, as I was walking by, approached me and and tried, you know, doing the sales pitch thing. And I went, you know, look, you you guys fitted me last year, and I never heard anything. So nothing. Yeah, same thing here. Now and she, and she was surprised, and so my guess is she had no idea. Sure. And I'm gonna get with my sound guy Brian, and find out who he recommends, and I will seek them out because. Nobody cares for his ears better than Brian does. Oh, yeah, he's got to. Yep. That, I mean, that's his livelihood. Exactly right. Now, one of the things that we did do um, when we first got to SHOT Show, you and I went running around dropping off optics to a lot of different people. Well, yeah, and, and covered a lot of ground on the show. I could direct somebody to pretty much a booth near them, mm-hmm. and they could take a look. It worked out well. Now, I dropped an E7 at the Nemo booth. Yeah. And that got a hell of a response. Well, and, and Nemo's a, an interesting firearms group. They have some nice, nice quality toys. And uh, that gun, that little SBR they had it on, it, it got lots of traction. Well, it, it, was, it was a featured product for them because they were using the Avidity lower. Ah, yeah. And that's the internal flared magazine. Okay. And... That thing's pretty cool. Actually, I have to be honest. I didn't spend a lot of time with it because I, I knew you were going to have one, and I would play with it then. Yeah, I see how it is. You're just using me. Well, I, you know, other things. <laughs> Someone to look has at while to. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but yeah, I mean, a lot of people were seeing blue and and people that I, I mean, I saw some Facebook posts after the fact, uh, people that had no idea that it even existed. And in glass etched settings, it's been around for a while. It has. Um, what we did is something new with the coatings and to make it work in a reflex mm-hmm. setting. And that's what the E7 is, the world's right. first. Um, and it is vastly superior. I walked around the show with uh, one in my bag or uh, into a booth with folks that um, had it on a firearm and get folks to look through it. And then I pulled my flashlight out and give them a little reductive wash mm-hmm. where they were kind of hit with a flashlight and they could still see the blue yep. as an aiming point. And since the other eye wasn't hit so bad, they were still able to see and be in the fight if they had to be. Right. That's why blue. That's a huge advantage. It's enormous. Because when you get washed out like that, red and green are gone. They disappeared just like everything else. And and when we were testing that, it was two to three seconds. Yeah. Before you could even, and, and even then, you still didn't have your full vision back. Right. And when you blind like that, the human nature side of it, unless you've been trained not to, you come out of the gun. So you dismount everything because you're blind. Everyone's carrying or has it on their gun, the 5,000 lumen light. You're going to get hit with light eventually. Agreed. Agreed. Well, yeah, you're going to blind yourself if you're in a room with white walls. And there's another area of discussion, probably for another podcast to get into detail, but there's really two types of lights, y'all. There is a weapons light that's meant to be used inside. And then there's a search light that you can mount to a weapon which is meant to be used outside. Neither so the twain should mix. It's right. it's a weapons light or a light bar for your truck. Right. right. If you can weld with it, it's the wrong thing for inside. <laughs> Damn it, I want to see the future. <laughs> now, I, I and it was really by absolute chance, we, we ran into our friends, Ken and Maggie, um, CCW Maggie, oh, for yeah. those of you that follow on Facebook. Um I got an autographed book. It's uh, Lieutenant Colonel David. Uh, oh, God, I'm t- totally blanking. Um, Grossman, yes. David Grossman, his new book on hunting. If you're going to plug a guy's book, you ought to know his name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a day. I'm a dick. So, yeah, David Grossman, his new book is on hunting. Um, was able to meet him, uh, spent some time in their booth, Uh have not had a chance to read the book yet. Give me a break. It's been three days. Well, I'd be interested. It, it's a hunting book, right? Mm-hmm. Written by a lieutenant colonel. Right. Um, is it hunting of men or? No, this is this is about animals. Um, Interesting. And one of the things that he talks about it is, and, and he quotes Bible verse, that animals were put on the planet to be food for man. Yeah, Genesis. Yep. Yeah. So... Um, it, it really goes into that, and it, and it really applies when you start talking about the ethics and stuff uh, of, of hunting in general, but especially like what we do with the vets. Yeah. That it, that it is really, truly a noble pursuit. Agreed. Well, well, I'm assuming we'll go over the book more. Um, Ken and Maggie do have an invite to be a guest on the show, and they yep. they accepted, so we'll get our schedules together and... Sure, we ought to all read it before then. Curious. Would they be a natural fit, and I'm just spitballing here, to bring out to Vet Healing Adventures banquet night and have them talk about the book? Yes. And they have the connections to probably bring Lieutenant Grossman out. Which would be a natural fit. Yeah, absolutely. 
depends on his schedule. He seems scheduled. Well, we need to talk to him now. It's a total distraction for him, though. I mean, it's a 501c3 event. We're not going to pay him. Yep. <laughs> we'll get him some food. Yeah, we'll feed him. We'll house him. He'll be fine. Um, so it, probably the, the one thing that I intend to purchase, and I, and I talked to him again today, we stopped by the Armasite booth. Uh-huh. Because I'm looking to get one. Of, I have one of their older model clip-on sites that I'm that looking. That thing works well. Uh, it, it does work well, but I'm looking to get it upgraded. Really? They uh, can change out tubes or something? Uh, that's that's what they're looking into to see if that model is available to change out the tube to go from a, It's right now it's a Gen 2 Plus. Um, we're looking at either a Gen 3 Plus or a Gen 4 tube. Okay. If and if it can't be upgraded, it finds its way to Wilson's desk? If it can't be upgraded, I'm just going to keep running the damn thing because it still works for yeah, fine. You're going to buy something new and shiny. I am going to buy something new and shiny. I am going to buy their thermal. All right. Um, and this thing is cool. Uh, not available yet. They're telling me April. So That's not that far away. Pre-order now yep. so you can get on the list. Uh, MSRP on this is $37.99. That's in the game. A lot of the thermals are in that kind of mm-hmm. thing. But is this... What's the resolution like? Incredible. Okay. Um, they had it. They had it mounted in front of a six power scope. Okay. Uh, well, it's one to six LPVO, which right. is which, which is where it, I'd run it anyway. It's the right platform for that type of right. And not only could I change like the resolution was great, but I could change from a black and white to a color image to a mix. But it's a clip on. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it goes, goes in front of your, your day, day scope. scope. Yep. yep. All right. Um, so I, I, to me, that's kind of the best of both worlds. I, because a thermal, that's where I'm going to run it anyway, is on a weapons platform. Absolutely. But I didn't want to dedicate it. Interesting. Because I'm an advocate of dedicated night or thermal optics on a platform. Um, I find there's a lot of transition and fiddle factor with the clip-on stuff. Unless you get into the really nice stuff. You know, I've been running Armasite for almost a decade now, and I've been nothing but happy with it. I mean, we we did some testing two, three years ago, and I think we've talked about this before. We we brought out some ten, twelve, fifteen thousand dollar models, and and this little Armasite that I've had for a decade that I paid fifteen hundred bucks for kicked their butts. It did. I was witness to it. Yep. And and on the right platform, it works well with it with an LPVO one to six that. That site works extremely well. Now, the resolution kind of starts to fall apart when you start to put it behind a more powerful optic. We found that out. Well, resolution and magnification are tied. Well, it, and it wasn't even the magnification because we had the magnification back. I mean, we were running the because we were running your, your 4.5 to 18 mm-hmm. MLX. But I think what the, where the distortion comes in is just the number of lenses. Agreed. And it, just the way you look at magnification of how it handles available light, um, that really suffers mm-hmm. in the IR space. Um, the one to six I've got is my go-to if I put a night vision piece in front because it's c- crystal clear. Mm-hmm. It has all the field of view that you need. Um, and then field of view is really where the rubber meets the road at night stuff. Right, right. So, Yeah, because most field of view with night vision is, what, 12 degrees? I don't even think it's that big. It's like four. Uh, I think it's a little more than that. Because the, the stuff we had in from TMVC at Summit, 
their wide angle stuff was on the eight. I was thinking it was closer to forty. No, you're not seeing forty degrees. Even even with their their four tube stuff. <laughs> you might see thirty degrees with all of those tubes. Because it was it was pretty impressive looking through that. It was like. I could, you could see a lot, but and then you, you got to tilt your head back, otherwise you can't drink your whiskey. <laughs> you can't drink your whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> the immortal words of Paul. Uh, we did run into his boss. Yes, we 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 talked to Kevin a little bit at the show. Um, gave him a ton of crap about Paul. He'd never heard the snake story. Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> So we had a guy who's a writer out to the Ballistic Summit, and he was subbing in for Kevin Crichton from Shooting Illustrated. And an absolute wonderful guy to be around. Um, he has a disarming charm of being kind of simple when he's not. He's McGoo. And when he shows up to a line, he acts as if he doesn't know which way is the dangerous end of the rifle. Mm-hmm. And then on a competition, he wins everything. Yeah. So he promptly got named Sandbagger, mm-hmm. and he, he's just funny, one-liners, and he I don't even know if he meant to be funny. He just was, just the way he is. <laughs> so driving out, we're following him out of the Whittington Center, and um, it looks like he's driving an obstacle course on this one gravel road. <laughs> and he stops, and you guys checked on to see if he was okay. Yeah, we roll up next to him, roll down the window, and he goes, I, I just ran over a snake. Do I need to call somebody? Am I in trouble? Evidently, you calmed him down. Cause I, I told you, him to back over it. You went on, and <laughs> I drive up next to him, and he asked me if he was going to jail. <laughs> he ran over a rattlesnake, yeah. right? A biting worm. Yeah. And he was really seriously concerned that he, he, he had ran over the endangered snake. He was worried. I told him to back over it and spin the tires. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just a good guy. And funnier yet, he's he's Hispanic. Mm. And he told me that Kevin hired him in the parking lot of a Home Depot. Yes. <laughs> it may be true, because I think Kevin did meet he, him in the parking lot of a Home Depot. kind of confirmed that. But it, having that said out loud in front of everybody, it was just funny. So it just... One of those anecdotal stories you can't get away from. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. There's other new things that we went by. We went by the Firebird. They have a new quiet yes. reporting device, so it's more quiet for the people who are more in an urban area. And I don't know who thought this up, but he got an ex- a explosives company um, that figured out the magic mix to be approved by the ATF. And they made their stuff quieter. Yeah, who does that? Well, it's a signaling device, if you ask Dan. (laughs) Um, And he's very adamant that it's not an explosive. But I'll tell you right now that if you add six of those together in a duct tape package, they will send a pistol into the moon. (laughs) Well, he did say that's not recommended. It it still does it. That's not, yeah, that's not manufacturer approved. Yeah, ask Rob Pincus how we know. Yeah. Yeah. But they went and that's their new product for the years. They have a quieter version. It's the same size as their 50, mm-hmm. and about the size of a silver dollar, and it's a puff. It's not a big boom. <laughs> and so the air gun guys that are shooting in their backyard can still have fun without having the cops called. Well, and I, we, we were sitting here having a conversation with Dan, and I, and I was explaining to him how I was using the Firebirds in our long-distance training um, by 
we've we've made these mock-up IEDs and we're using the Firebirds as as the that's how you know you destroyed the the IED. Um, and he was actually quite impressed with that. You don't tell your students that it's there. Exactly. So there is a reaction to, oh, my gosh, I just did that. Yep. Yep. And we've, we've done that a lot in our long-range classes. We'll stick a Firebird out there and paint over the top of it so they can't see it on the target. But when they hit it and it goes off. <laughs> We're not using the quiet ones. No. We will not be. Well, I will have some as I'm the only distributor in Wyoming for them. But I will probably choose to use the louder ones. I like the louder ones. They're more fun. Well, and the boom is way over there. It's not so bad. That's right. That's exactly right. So was there anything that you saw that you couldn't live without? Not really this year. Like I said, new old guns. We saw them last year. New <laughs> old guns. New old guns. <laughs> <laughs> A yeah, lot of things that didn't quite get released last year but was introduced was re introduced i will tell you that if you own a 50 cal uh, specifically the semi-auto barrett fostech brought out a drum magazine for it i saw that um it is cool looking and brian cross will have one so we'll get to play with one this summer um and those boys over at fostech are pretty good guys so check that out for sure what else god i don't even know i, I really didn't get a chance to wander around much it was it was busy. We spent three and a half days running in the show, and that's all we came up with. That's running. Have, it was all a blur again from because they don't release the map until ten <laughs> days before you get there. You've scheduled your meetings, and you've only put ten minutes between them. But you got a meeting at the top of Caesars, and then the basement yep. of the sands every time. You have ten minutes, and. Go. I felt like a ping pong ball. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, truly, one booth to the other, mm -hmm. and very rarely were they in the same hall. No, no, I didn't. Th I don't think I had anybody that was in the same hall. And call it poor planning on my part, but I ran my ass off. Well, you can't. That, that's what you're saying. You can't plan it. You can't. If they'd release the map earlier, when we make schedules, we can schedule. I'm going to be in Caesars. And why can't they? Because you have to. You have to go and reserve your booth for the next year at Chacho. Yes, but they have some last-minute buying their booth yeah, folks. Okay, but the last-minute guys you're not really looking for an appointment with. Not always. I, I mean, mean, I'm sorry. I know that uh, most of the folks that I had to go see had been there several years. So. Right. Uh, you, you're right. They could. They, they have the booth assignments 90% nailed down by now mm -hmm. for next year. Right. So – you can release a partial map, at yeah. least so you know. That's that's ninety percent of the show. Well, and I can only imagine what the the employees of the NSSF that run the shot show are like when they get done with the show. Um, I just attended it and ran booth to booth. They're Those still folks, they're, they're probably, still drinking or sleeping. That too. I mean, I I took a complete down day when I got home because I was exhausted. And yeah. since I've opened Caesars, it's it's been weird with. People at the multiple booths. Ruger had one in Caesars, and then on the main floor in the Sands, PSA had two booths. So when we schedule meetings in the future, ask them what their booth number is because your meeting may not necessarily be at the booth you just showed up I to. I agree with you. And right. They did that in the Caesars pavilion very specifically. They took a top-level cross-section of names and offered them 
darn near free space to be in Caesars so you could draw the crowd over there. Um, so if Ruger and those folks, you know, Davidson's and Lipsy's and all those folks weren't in Caesars, um, the first year that they had it, uh, that pavilion open, they wouldn't have had any traction. There wouldn't have been any traffic. Um, there would be no reason for people to go over there if it was just new no-names, right? Right. So they did the same thing and a, a state does when they're inviting a business to the state. They, they give you a discounted rate, if not a free space, hoping that your name will draw people over. I got the skinny on that from the folks over at Lipsy's. But PSA, both of theirs were on the same floor. They were. Yep. At Why? least they were. At least they were on the first floor now, not the basement. Well, and, and you got it. I went by PSA several times, seeing some of my old friends there, and um, their booth was packed. The only Always. one I went by was packed. I never really went by their secondary location. Yeah, I mean, I mean, standing room only. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to find somebody at PSA to actually talk to that wasn't already engaged in the conversation was impossible. It was tough. I, I saw that a lot of booths. So uh, real quick before we get out of here, is there anything that you accomplished at SHOT that's going to affect your lineup for Lucid Optics coming up this year? Um, nothing that I haven't already gotten the plan. That was just new ooh-ah I got to have. Um I met some new supplier relationships. Uh, I might do some things in some maybe some trade compliant countries. Okay. That is going to open some doors for me. Um, I met a lot of firearms manufacturers from outside the country that want to bundle optics. So from that perspective, it was a new thing for me and my brand to take that other side of the business in a different direction. So. That was the big win for me was the relationships I was able to actually go see them and talk to. Well, good, because hopefully WowTac is going to start buying a lot more optics now. We we had a lot of very productive conversations with several manufacturers, and I don't know if we're just getting better at explaining what we do and how our package programs work or if the industry's finally going, hey, this is a cool idea. Um, but right now, you know, we're looking at several manufacturers to start bringing back our full line to where we're going to have shotgun, AR, pistol, pistol optics. I mean, we have all of those packages in place, including probably a long range package now. And for you guys listening out there, this is the way to do a training because you don't have to recreate the gear list. Get with WildTech, get in the class, go home with the gear you train on. Well, and, and here's what we're looking at is we're looking at some some discount codes from the manufacturers so that you can go back after the class and you can accessorize and upgrade. The other thing that we're looking at is we're looking at deals for those that want to host classes in your area. And here's the cool thing, guys. We're, we're looking at a way for you as a host to be able to get the package for free. Now, I will I don't have the details yet, but I'll give you a hint. It includes you and 10 of your best buddies. It's a great deal, guys. Find Jason's phone number and call him. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll usually answer it. If not, I'll get back to you quickly. <laughs> Text is preferred because uh, he, he'd have to go to town to get his voicemail. I just got to drive to <laughs> the top of the hill. I'm fighting against that entire trend. Um, I require a pre-call before you can text me. Oh, God. Okay. It works. It, well, it does. Flat out works. <laughs> and then we have to remind you to text back. 
I'll talk to my phone, and you won't be able to understand it anyway. No, you don't. I mean, it, Siri hates you. She does. <laughs> i got to be nicer to her. So I, I, I guess until next week, and we're going to have all kinds of new debauchery to bring you. Um, oh, yes. Keep blaming the old new gun? 